Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This is Speakernomics, the podcast about becoming a better speaker and building a better business. I'm your host, Tom Singer, and today we're going to talk about how can you future-proof your business. You know, the future's coming whether we like it or not, and we always seem to be in some uncertain times here in the world of professional speaking, and our guest today is Crystal Washington. Hey, Crystal, welcome to Speakernomics. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, for those who don't remember, Crystal was the last and final host of the National Speakers Association's Voices of Experience. And that was the audio program that originally was a CD. I'm sorry, it originally was a cassette tape. Then it was a CD. Then it became a podcast. And Crystal was such a great host. We had to close it down and move on and start Speakernomics. We had to start all over, throw away the mold after you hosted the show. But it's fun after a year and a half to have you here as a guest. You've been one of my must-have guests for the last year and a half. Well, it's, it's fun for me, too, because it's less work on this end, Tom. <laughs> All right, so, Crystal, we're going to talk about future-proofing your business over the next 12 months. Mm-hmm. So what are your two tips for speakers on doing that? Number one, it's time to update their IP. And then number two, it's time to update their marketing materials. All right, everybody, I hope you're ready. She's going to give us some tips on how to update all these things and make sure we are ready for whatever the world is going to throw at us in the next 12 months. Now, for those of you who don't know Crystal Washington, and I don't know how you possibly don't know her, she is a futurist and a technology strategist. And what she does is she helps translate technology and the future of technology for everyday people and make them more efficient and help them make more money. And that's what we're all here for. She's been speaking for over 15 years. She has been named one of Forbes' top 50 most influential women futurists, and she is just wild about her travels. So whether she's traveling for personal or for business, she likes to throw in a little adventure, whether that's jumping off a building, holding a python, or something else. And I think that is an extra tip for all of us who travel a lot. Add the adventure into your trip, right? Yeah, just don't die. That's, that's my only rule. Just don't die. <laughs> that is a great rule. I practice that. I try to practice that on every single trip. So, Crystal, let's jump into today's topic. You know, you talk about future-proofing your business. The last mm-hmm. couple of years, the speaking industry has been turned upside down, shaken up like a snow globe, and left to settle. And now, we have new things going on in our society that are starting to cause some uncertainty. So, your mm-hmm. first tip was, if you want to future-proof your business, you've got to update your IP I don't, I don't even know where to start with that. What do you mean? 
Well, you know, one of the things we can do is we can look and see what are people talking about right now, right? And so it can be anything from the great resignation. And really, at the beginning of the great resignation, it wasn't called that, right? We just knew that we had problems finding enough employees. Where are they? Where did they go? Um, and so whatever it is, you start to see all these news stories around especially those news stories that would appeal to your target market. So not general news. Start going to, if you're in the education market, see what their publications are talking about as challenges. If you are in business, you know, go on those major business publications and see what they're talking about. Whoever it is you're serving, government, see where they're getting their news. See which stories keep appearing. And here's the thing. I want everyone to be genuine. Don't start speaking on a topic you're not qualified to talk about. Like, Tom, I'll give you an example. Uh, you know, after George Floyd, DEI was a big topic, right? And so all of a sudden, all these clients that love me, the bureaus that love me said, Crystal, we need a DEI speaker. And I'm like, that's great. And it's not me. <laughs> I get why you would think so. Anybody who doesn't know me that's listening, Tom, I'm, I happen to be black and a woman, right? But what I explained to people at the time, I would say, you know, you do realize there are Caucasian baby boomer men who are much more qualified to speak on this topic because they've dedicated their lives to it. I can only speak to my personal experience. But when I would have clients or bureaus say, hey, Crystal, we need to uh, have somebody speak about DEI or the aspects of technology and hiring that affect DEI, algorithms, social networks we're using for posting. Okay, I tell them I can do that. I won't speak on DEI itself, but I can talk about how these different filters affect who you're actually getting on the other end. So I say that to say, if you see that something's popping in the news, relate your topic to it. Don't jump topics if you do not have the expertise, because now we we're kind of out of out of the ethical alignment there. My opinion, my opinion. Well, I think that's that's really smart. First of all, you are right. There are topics that pop up and everybody goes, oh, I can speak on this. I can speak on this. I can speak on that. And then they a new topic comes up and they're like, oh, me, me, me. Those people rarely find long term longevity. So having your area of expertise, your topic area expert where you're a subject matter, you know, uh, expert is super important. But I love what you're saying about being able to tie an aspect of something that's going on that, that people are looking for. So how do they go about finding these these things and what are some ways that they can find the connections to their topic? Well, there's many different news aggregators um, and you can just Google news aggregator, find whatever you like. There's, there's podcasts, but just look and see, or even asking your own clients, Hey, what, what news do you listen to? Just ask three clients, well, where do you get your news from? And then subscribe to those or watch those and see what themes you see that keep jumping up. And now it's time to relate your content back to that. So if your whole thing is effective communication, maybe you are a communication specialist. Well, if you see that, we'll go back to the example of great resignation. How do leaders communicate more effectively with their teams so that they feel heard and appreciated and it leads to greater job retention? Okay, so it's you're still talking about communication. You're not jumping ship and talking about hiring practices, but you're relating that back to how this can help in this time. And for anyone who has a highly relevant topic that, that many people need, it's not that hard to do this. If you have a topic where you find it very, very hard to stretch your topic to meet with current events, well, then we might have to look at how we're framing our topics because we're going to have some problems staying relevant over and over and over again. Like this is going to be a recurring issue um, in one speaking career. So I love the idea of tying that current events to your topic. And so let's walk through some of the steps of how people can do this. I love I love what you've said so far, but I want to give people actionable things where they can actually 
connect the dots and actually today start working on coming up with some new IP? Okay, right now today, okay, they can go to Google News or Apple News or wherever they want to go or wherever, you know, go to a few publications, two to three publications that are popular for their target market. When I say their target market, I don't mean their audience necessarily. I mean the people who can write checks, right? So the people that are in charge can hire. Look at the news they're looking at today. Write down two to three themes that you see are popping up over and over and over again. Okay. Now, look at your, and most of us, well, no, I can't say that because there's so many different paths to being a professional speaker. But if you think about whatever it is people hire you to do, whether it's coaching, whether it's consulting, whether it's keynote, breakout, whatever, when you look at what you're teaching, how can you relate that back in there? Does that mean you need to update a workbook a little bit? Does that mean that you need to insert something in your keynote where you address this issue? Does it mean you need to rework one of your keynotes completely to address this issue? Does it mean that you have to throw out one of your favorite babies? So maybe you have a talk or maybe you have a workshop that you give and you realize, you know, this workshop on communicating to get more hugs at work. I'm not saying anyone should do this. I'm just giving an example. <laughs> you know, I wrote this in the 80s and people loved it. And then after me, too, it was a little creepy. People were like, I don't, I don't want more hugs at work. <laughs> you might have been very attached to that because you're a hugger. But right now, people aren't worried about that. They're worried about, you know, getting enough employees or, you know, getting enough uh, Gen, uh, Gen Z through the door. All right. It might be time. I know this is sensitive to, to get rid of that baby that you love for so long from the 80s and then pull in this new IP that makes you more relevant. So it does take a certain amount of editing, Tom. And it, it's almost like cleaning your house. You know, if you go through and you have, especially that, that drawer or that closet that has all the memories. That, and, and let's be honest, you know, 80% of it's junk. 20% of it is yeah. something that we might want to pass on to our children. And only 5% of that do they want, right? So we have to go through there and we have to treat our IP the same way. And maybe it's a friend. Maybe you bring in a mastermind person to say, do I need to keep this? I need you to be brutally honest. Tom, I'm that person in my family that when people need to clean out their house, they call me. I fly across the country and I literally show up. We order dumpsters and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so you need somebody like me, possibly, if you're very attached to things, to say, hey, I let me ask you some key questions. Not, not do you wear this? Should you wear this that you bought 30 years ago? Are you, are you sure this where we, do you really need a belly dancer outfit, Dad? Kidding, sort of. My point is, you know, we, we need to edit. Well, I'm, I'm starting to think I need to hire you to come into my house and go through my closets with me. But, you know, <laughs> along the lines of what you're saying, and I think we mentioned this in a, in a podcast a week or two ago for Speakernomics, was many years ago I saw, and I think it was Eric Chester, speak at the National Speakers Association Conference. And I think this was even before we called it Influence. And mm. he said that look at every slide in your PowerPoint deck mm. and throw them out. And make every single slide slash topic that you speak about in a single keynote, make it earn its way back into your presentation. So if you take that advice and couple it with what you're saying, you can make some room in right. your keynote so that you can right. insert these new things. Now, once I find something that's trending in the news that I can relate to my topic what are some ways I can position myself as someone who can talk about that? Should I be blogging? Should I be making videos? What should I be doing to say, hey, I can talk about this hot topic in relation to my area of expertise? So I love this. So this is getting into that tip number two of updating your marketing. 
the first thing you want to do is actually update your physical marketing. So if you're a keynote person, you have a one sheet or, you know, if you do breakouts and workshops, you have a one sheet, right? If you're a coach, you might have a different type of marketing material that goes over what you coach on. First thing you do is you actually update those. So I'm going to share something. I'm not going to tell you where I got the advice from because I don't know if the person wants credit for this, but it's so brilliant. I was taught a long time ago that you update your marketing materials with new talks before you've written the talks. And the thinking was, is you don't write the talk until you sell the talk because that's when you know there's actual demand for that thing. So if you create three new talks, you don't, or in marketing, if you put out that you do these three new talks, you don't actually write them until they're purchased because it may come, you might come to find out that people really want to, no one wants the other one. So the first thing you do is actually on your website, on your one sheet, any of those types of documents, go ahead and, and refresh those. So again, if your topic is um, killer communications, it might be, or we might want to take off killer because there's so much going on right now, number one. That's actually going back to that relevancy point though, right? So it might be kick butt communications for employee retention or whatever would resound with, you know, with, with your people. So go through and actually start updating. If you're noticing, here's the other tricky one. If you're noticing when a market where maybe only a section of your target audience is really doing well right now, okay? So, you know, a lot of people after COVID, some industries did great, you know, great. Other, other industries, not so well. And so, for instance, if you see that real estate was kicking butt and, and, and mortgage brokers, you might even decide to have a side piece of marketing materials that are kick butt communications for employee retention in the mortgage industry or in real estate, right? So you're updating to what's relevant to them and what's relevant in the market. So number one, update all of those things. Then what you can do is after that's in place, you can then start creating YouTube videos is probably the easiest way to get recognized that in LinkedIn articles for most of us. Now it really does depend on your target audience, but for most of us, those are pretty safe bets. Now, if you're going to do YouTube videos, make sure that whatever words you want to be found for, those words that keep popping up in the news that you're trying to be found for, make sure those words are in the title, the description, and in the first 20 seconds of your talking on that video so it pops up in the transcript on YouTube as well. And then Google will recognize it, and Google, uh, YouTube's parent, will then you know help you go forward with that. So it's interesting because you said you know YouTube videos – and LinkedIn are probably two of the best areas for many speakers, not, not for everybody. Right. So let's dissect each of those a little bit from the idea of both your IP and your marketing materials. Mm -hmm. So let's look at YouTube first. I loved your advice about making sure you're using the keywords because that's the way their algorithm, their algorithm works. But there are still some people who are a little nervous about making videos mm -hmm. as a way to promote themselves because they don't like the way they sound or the way they look on video. So let's let's look at YouTube for a minute, both from updating your IP and your marketing. Okay. What are some other things people can do? Well, if they're, if they're concerned about it, this is not particularly helpful, but it's the truth. Get over it. Um, <laughs> and what I mean by that is no one, just about no one likes the way they sound on video. You'd be a weirdo to like the way you sound on video. Everyone picks themselves apart when they see themselves. It's one of those things where you have to ask yourself, who are you serving? You're not serving you. You're serving the people on the other end that need the information. And here's the other thing. No one feels an emotional attach, attach, uh, attachment to perfection. Perfection is not lovable. 
Perfection is not relatable. People do not want to learn from people that are perfect. They want to learn from people that they can identify with, that they feel know their struggles. And so don't try to be perfect. Yes, get a good, decent microphone. Yes, get a little ring light. Even if you're doing it on your phone, they have little clip ring lights that go on there that are like five bucks. <laughs> you can get yourself a little microphone that plugs into your phone for under $15. You know, so this doesn't have to be amazing. Get yourself a little stand that's also under $15. Okay, wow, you got the whole setup under 50 bucks on a phone, right? And then start putting those videos out there. And especially if you're out and about and you see something that relates to the topic, do it like a re- eye reporter, somebody on the scene, you know, hey, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. And let's talk about um, supply chain interruptions and how blah, 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 my topic relates to that. Here's a tip for you to, so just be, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Don't overthink it. Just do it because someone needs that information. And if you think about it, a lot of the videos that you enjoy on YouTube are not incredibly polished. It's the content, it's the information you need. So don't allow your obsession, this is ego, with you you being perfect, allow you to rob others of the information they need from you and rob your business of revenue. And the more money we make as speakers, the more we can pay other people, whether that's employees, whether that's contractors, whomever else. And so we hold up other people's blessings by us getting stuck on our own issues. So I think where the video is concerned, one of the best tips I would give people is jump in and do a bunch of videos, right? If you go and make 50 videos in the next 50 days, I can promise you that after those 50 days, you're not going to be nervous about making those videos. You're going to be a little bit more polished, not perfect, but you're going to be more relatable. You're just going to let your soul through. Mm -hmm. And then what's some things you can do with that video other than hoping the algorithm will put it in front of somebody. Once I have a a, a short video on a topic that ties uh, a popular topic that ties back to my content, what else can I do with that video? Oh, wow. So you can put it on your other social networks. So if you're on Facebook, you put it there. If you're on LinkedIn, you can put it there. The most magical thing you can do, though, is send it to your clients. Send it to audience members who have already texted to be or or emailed or whatever to be a part of your newsletter list. Give them the content. They, They already love you. And what's interesting is when you do that, you're more likely to generate business from existing clients than future clients. It's easier because they've already hired you. I'm sure you've done a great job in, in whatever way it is you get that information out uh, and through speaking. So just send it to them. So that way they can hire you to do another podcast series or to do another keynote or for another influencer campaign. Get it to the people who already think you're great. So that brings up a great thing because you mentioned podcasts and here we are on Speakernomics. So getting yourself on podcasts talking about this new area would also be a great way to position yourself as an expert. So let's talk a little bit about that because I know you've done a lot of podcast guesting as well as having been the host of Voices of Experience. Right. So, I mean, one of the things you can do is, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of outsourcing things, Tom. Anybody that knows me well knows that I outsource. Right now, I'm looking at two robots go by my house, clean my house right now, okay? I'm waiting for somebody. As soon as we're done to ring the bell, they're going to do some other stuff. I outsource everything humanly possible. And so you could come up with a list yourself of 50 podcasts that you should be a part of, or you can go on Fiverr or Upwork.com, probably pay somebody 10 bucks to go and ask them, find the top 50 podcasts on XYZ topic or the top 50 more regional, you know, podcasts that have between this 
number of listeners because we, we have to be realistic on where we can get on as well, right? So everybody don't rush to be on the celebrity podcast. You're probably not getting there. Most of us. Some of you will. You, you mean so. you mean Joe Rogan is not going to put me on his podcast? What? Me, me neither, Tom. We, you see we're here together. We're not with Joe. <laughs> hey, I live in Austin. He just lives like three miles from me, but he's, he, hasn't, I mean, he hasn't called yet. I mean, let's be, okay. Maybe you'll get on there, Tom. You tell me how that goes. I'm not going to be there for a variety of reasons, but I won't get there. <laughs> point is, point is, come up with that list and then start contacting people. And again, you can contact themselves or once again, get somebody else if you have the funds for it. It's really not very expensive. I'm a big fan, again, of outsourcing for, I have to say why. It's not because I'm just a lazy human, Tom. We have to think about focusing on revenue-generating activities. And so the time that you're spending going out there contacting different podcasts is time that you could be spending following up with past clients, looking into upcoming conferences, contacting them. That's where you're generating your revenue, depending on the type of speaking business you have. That's not to say that podcasts cannot get you business in the end, but it's not a direct revenue generator. And so we want you to stay focused. That's why I suggest paying 10 bucks to have somebody else do the work, even if it's your teenager. Oh man, Tom, there's a reason I don't have teenagers. There's a reason the universe saw fit to not give me kids, although it was on purpose on my part still. Because if so, them kids working, Tom. I just found out my nephew that I spend a lot of time with is 11. I just found out a week ago that he can do really good quality video editing. You already know this 11 year old about to be working for TT. So that, that's exactly right. Well, in fact, my kids are now are now adults. But when they were in high school, they they worked. They worked on the business. Yeah. That's right. They oh, did. Yes. They did video editing. They stuffed envelopes. They did it all. So the other thing we had touched on was mm -hmm. the use of LinkedIn as a way to promote your IP and as a marketing tool. So what are a couple tips you might lead to people on, you know, maximizing LinkedIn? Um, get those keywords in there. Make sure that you're using your hashtags appropriately so that you pop up, you know, when people are looking for particular subjects. And here's another one. Include quotes from other people that are better known than you that overlap on that topic, but it doesn't cost them anything to be mentioned. And tag them as well. Or especially if you contact people for a quote, hey, two sentences on this or that. I just love, you know, your information on this. I'm doing a LinkedIn article and I would just love to have a quote from you. And then tag them because they're more likely to then respond. You're going to get all the people following them responding as well. And so, you know, we want to make sure we're updating those marketing materials. The other thing, Tom, I think is important to mention, how to update the marketing materials. There are two sources I suggest right now that every speaker should be intimately familiar with. Um, any speaker that is a member of the National Speakers Association already has a free account with a company called eSpeakers, okay? And eSpeakers is both a speaker directory as well as the back end of a speaking business allowing you to manage events. But let's go back to that back end when you first get in. They keep track of the planners and people that are putting on meetings that come through eSpeakers and they, they actually contact speakers to the network or through the, the platform. They see what topics they're looking for. And so they actually show you when you log in at the bottom, you can actually see the most popular topics at this time. What are people searching for? Are they looking for healthcare? Are they looking for technology? Okay. That's telling you what's being searched for. The other one is Google Analytics. So if you're a keynote speaker, you know, they have a keyword tool for people that use the analytics tool, but it's, it's free for everybody. Go in there and type in keynote speaker and see what other keywords pop up. Are you going to find meditation keynote speaker? Are you going to see that there's a lot of searches for futurist keynote speaker? 
you would be shocked. So use tools that are telling you what people are searching for and update your marketing to include those terms within reason. Okay, (laughs) so if you're seeing that there's 15 popular topics, please don't tackle 15. Keyword, Keyword cramming becomes hard to read as an actual sentence. Well, that and do you really want to be the futurist healthcare medicate meditation um, employee retention speaker? That's insane. So, so pick one or two, maybe three max, and then go after those trends. So we can't go after all the trends, but we go after the top trends that intersect well with our area of expertise. So we don't want to stretch ourselves past what we can promise. And we want to make sure that we're not overdoing it because people won't take us seriously. They'll, they'll be like, what, what, what are they doing? <laughs> All right, Crystal, by the time this episode airs, the National Speakers Association's Influence 2022 will already have happened. But we're recording it just a few days out. And mm-hmm. you are the opening keynote speaker on the main stage on wow. Saturday. Is that correct? What? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Surprise. You're giving a keynote to all your peers and and you're going to talk. Obviously, you're going to go into more depth than we were able to do here on this podcast. But you're going to talk about this whole idea of future proofing your business as a speaker. Is there any other tips or any other thoughts you want to share in the next few minutes uh, that maybe people uh, will have missed if they weren't at Influence? So number one, I'll say if they missed influence, I highly suggest that they buy the recording or get the digital vault because what I talked about today with you, Tom, is actually a small part of my keynote. The bigger part was talking about how you future-proof your business over the next five years. And I can't explain that in a short period of time. (laughs) But what I will tell people is myself and other people that have done this technique, it's the reason why we weathered the last couple of years so well. It's it's set us up in a completely different way. Um, And so... That would be my biggest tip. That's a great little tease for people to get the digital vault or find a way to get the recording of what, of what you spoke about. Because I know, having seen you spoken before, you're going to be awesome and there's going to be a ton of content. So I'm excited about that. But now you've piqued my curiosity about what is this this future-proofing tool for the next five years. That That's what I want to know. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing you speak. Do you have any other last advice for speakers in general? Yes. Be hungry, but not starving. Ooh, I like that. Tell me more. Okay. So right now we're living in a time of immense change in the speaking industry. And, you know, we're hearing just different tales. Some people are saying it's still so hard. Others are saying I'm kicking butt. Know that you might have to shift a little bit. You might have to shift your target market. You might have to shift your shift your content a little bit. But the money is there. Okay. So I say this to say different industries are operating in different experiences. And so you might need to compromise a little bit in some ways. Some people are compromising on fees. Others are are raising their fees. But when it comes to updating your speaking materials, when it comes to making concessions, keep in mind there's so much opportunity, so many opportunities out there. And so be hungry, which causes us to keep updating, to keep trying to do things a little bit better, uh, to maybe even work with clients on different things, right? But don't be starving. That's desperate, right? And there's enough opportunities out there where we don't need to be desperate. We might just have to shift the way that we're doing things a little bit. So you've been in this business 15 years. I've been in the business 13 years. Do you think that it's harder now to ride on past success than it might have been 15 or 20 years ago? This whole idea of constantly updating and changing. Do you think that is more important now than it's ever been? 
Oh, heck yes. People don't, you, it was always dangerous to rest on the walls. Right now it is deadly. People really don't care about names as much, especially now that we're getting more millennials that are decision-making decisions within organizations. They, you know, I'm not saying they never care, but overall they want to know that the content they're getting is relevant and their people can relate to it. That's what people are looking for right now. Uh, just being, you know, a famous speaker and having cool, you know, little things you do, you know, your shit or whatever, that's, that doesn't really carry us as far anymore. And that's hard. That's hard because that's what some of us have been able to coast on. And that's what some of us were taught to reach for. And so it's, it's hard to have to shift your focus and how you do things. But hard doesn't mean un, un, impossible. And we teach people that all the time, all of us in different ways, right? So the speaking business is morphing. And it's changing into something else. And this is an exciting time because if you're willing to see that and move with it, you'll be great. Some people, they don't want to, Tom, and that's okay. Some people in your retirement just said, you know what? I'm out. And I think that's beautiful, too, to recognize, you know, you don't want to do this. You've you've done it your way and, and you've paid the price and now you're in a good position. The danger comes when you can't retire right now and you don't want to make the change. You're in trouble. Well, Houston, we have a problem. Well, Crystal, this was absolutely chock full of advice. And I think if I could sum, sum this up in just one word, update. Mm-hmm. She is telling us that in everything that we do, you can't rest on those laurels. You've got to update, tweak, change, morph. Because I loved what you said. The business is changing. And none of us know exactly where it's going to land. But it's more fun to be a part of it than it would be to be on the sidelines. So get in there, roll up your sleeves, update and change. Hey, Crystal Washington, my dear friend, thank you so much for being a guest on Speakernomics. Thank you, Tom. Hey, and thanks to everybody who tuned in and listened. You know, I want you to join us here every single week for more thoughts, ideas, and actionable information on how to be more successful and make more money as a professional speaker. And always remember the motto of this podcast, speak, get paid, repeat. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.